0: Hello and welcome back to All Rings Considered. Uh, today we are on episode 27, that's book 3, chapter 5, for those who are following along. Uh, the white writer of J. J. R Shit. J.J.R. J.J. <laughs> uh, J. J. Tolkien. <laughs> Mr. J. Uh, yeah, heck of a book.
1: I feel like if Tolkien ever had to have a, like, you know, college student stoner persona for some reason, it would be J.J. Tolkien.
0: Yeah. It's actually the name of my Reddit username, so... Oh, shoot. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, but we are on episode 27, and in this chapter, we start off with uh, our three hunters waking up after a slumber uh, next to fangorn forest after seeing a uh, creepy old man hold well,
1: up they again wait did they actually wake up oh they yeah did. they did jeez sorry right, you're right um,
0: and they they're looking for the tr- any traces of their hobbit friends merry and pippin um, and they do come across some signs that the the hobbits ran into fangorn forest and they they pursue them and whilst in the forest they come across an old man and the old man is revealed to be none other than Gandalf back from the dead, uh, who is now Gandalf the white and he, and they have a conversation about, um, you know, stuff. And then, they... <laughs> <laughs> and then Gandalf calls, uh, fourth horses and they make their way to, uh, to um, Théoden's home. Uh, Théoden being the king of the horse lords. Of Rohan. Of Rohan. And they they prepare for war.
1: Yeah, that's uh, about it.
0: Yeah, Um, so actually the first thing I want to mention is that I always forget actually that uh, the old man who uh, gives... uh, gives the company sort of like a, an eerie feeling when they see him in the end of the last chapter is actually Saruman. It's not Gandalf, yeah. you know, as Saruman as he should be. It's actually just Saruman. Um, and I always forget. Which is crazy. Yeah, he's just walking around.
1: Like, why doesn't he kill them? It's, yeah. it's, it's a very strange part. Of this, to me, is the most surreal part of the entire book. I don't really like it. I don't like this chapter. Uh, I always forget it exists number one. I actually literally thought uh, at the end of last episode that, great, next uh, chapter, King of the Golden Hall. I'm really excited. And then I flipped my page and I was like, oh, crap. Um, Yeah, and it's just weird. Like, why would Saruman be there? Like, Gandalf says Saruman came because he was eager for the ring and he wanted to spy on his messengers, but how did he get there? How did he leave? Why doesn't he kill Aragorn and company? It's very strange. I mean, what are the odds that Saruman and Gandalf are both there at the same time? It's weird. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a strange. I mean, even as a device of surprise, it, there's nothing that comes out of it. It just and
1: happens. Also, it, it, you know. Also, how did? I mean, well, this can be sort of assumed, but uh, so they don't recognize Gandalf. One, physically, he has clothes on that prevent. Um, from recognizing Gandalf. Okay, I can buy that, but he talks for a long time, and then they don't recognize his voice. And then it does say that at some point, all of a sudden, his voice is the voice they remembered. So I guess he was disguising it or something, and that can be assumed. I don't know. It's just not stated, and it just it all feels very strange.
0: Charlie, um, let me just say, how dare you say that about my favorite chapter? Um... Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I, I actually don't care that much for this chapter either. It's kind of just—I mm. I mean, it's something you kind of forget. You remember what happened because it's the resurrection of Gandalf, um, right? You remember the introduction of Shadowfax. He's a uh, Shadowfax. Really, I feel like has entered the mythology of horses for you know our modern age. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, just mythical beasts. You know, um, you remember him, and but that's I, it's kind of a stopgap in between. <clears throat> uh, the three of the company pursuing uh, Marion Pippin and getting to uh, to Rohan.
1: Right. Well, going through it though, I, I have not a whole lot of in depth things to say, but just little moments that I liked. Uh, for one, I I like Gandalf's talk about. Uh, what Sauron is thinking when he says that uh, Sauron, quote, he supposes that we were all going to Minas us, Tirith, for that is what he would himself have done in our place. Uh, and then he says that we should wish to cast him down and have no one in his place is not a thought that occurs to his mind. That we should try to destroy the ring itself has not yet entered into his darkest dream. I, I like that, like, uh, spelling out of Sauron's thought process here, the, uh, which. Sort of just gets back to the idea that evil can't, it, evil essentially can't win in some ways because it will defeat itself. I mean, Sauron's not mm-hmm. going to be able to see his his uh, weak spot here or his potential weakness.
0: Yeah. Let's see. There are some other nice things in Gandalf's speech. Um, just another thing about Boromir, <clears throat> where he says, "Poor Boromir, uh, I could not see what happened to him. It was a sore trial for a, such a man, a warrior." And a lord of men, Gladriel told me that he was in peril, but he escaped in the end. I am glad. It was not in vain that the young Halberts came with us, if only for Boromir's sake. Um, which Mm. you know is a little odd because you know they, in some sense, got him killed. Right. But as we talked before, this is just kind of reinforcing that Boromir escaped. Right. He escaped the. Uh. He escaped the influence of the ring.
1: Well, and as Aragorn said in the chapter he died that. You have conquered, Boromir conquered in his death. So, and that's only due to the hobbits. A couple other things, just to confirm things we talked about in previous episodes that we just needed confirmation of. They do get confirmed in this chapter. One, uh, last episode, I believe it is, I mentioned that Treebeard has this interesting reaction when Merry and Pippin tell him Gandalf is dead. And I said, I think this is Treebeard reacting as though he knows Gandalf's alive, but doesn't know how to... How to break it to deal with the hobbits thinking he's dead and isn't quite sure what they're getting at. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm right because Gandalf has a line here where he says that he saw Treebeard, and Gandalf then says, "I think he saw me." For he paused, uh, but I did not speak, for I was heavy with thought. Blah blah blah. So they didn't talk to each other, but it does seem they saw each other. So Treebeard did know. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we can kind of assume Treebeard. Didn't think Gandalf was Saruman in that moment. I think his reaction would have been different. So,
0: right,
1: um, Gimli brings that up. He said, "Perhaps he also thought you were Saruman," and nobody follows up on this. But uh, I think it's reasonable to think he knew it was Gandalf. There's and kind God of another entirely sure. We, we might get further confirmation <clears throat> from Treebeard when we get back with him uh, at the end of this book, but we'll see.
0: There's kind of another throwback, just like. You mentioned for this one, um, where Gandalf mentions that he uh, strove with the uh, the Dark Tower um, mm-hmm. when Frodo was in danger of uh, of uh, revealing the Ring to the enemy, um, and so that's a throwback to when uh, Frodo was uh, on the shores of uh, of the river.
1: Um, well, when he was in the the seat, right? The sea, yeah and And we talked about that in episode two uh, of how at the time there are two voices contending in Frodo's head. Mm-hmm. Um, and how Frodo himself is a third distinct party to those two voices. And so finally, in the narrative, we're told what the uh, the sort of good voice is in, in that uh, fight, which is and it was Gandalf's the whole time. Right. So which is a nice little detail to get back to and sort of get um, get closure on all right um other things though i like this one passage it's not my favorite line but i like this one passage where aragorn has said again that we will set out we will set out together to uh, go to edoras which is the capital of rohan and it says it describes him as the great figure of the man aragorn son of arathorn was tall and stern as stone his hand upon the hilt of his sword he looked as if some king out of the mists of the sea had stepped upon the shores of lesser men. Before him stooped the old figure, white, shining now as if with some light kindled within, bent, laden with years, but holding a power beyond the strength of kings. And I like this a little bit because not only does it sound pretty, but um, I, I kind of like this sort of Merlin imagery that I get mm. from this. I get a vibe that Tolkien's drawn on some medieval lit here yeah has merlin and arthur in mind and merlin is a sort of guiding figure who gets the king um into where he needs to be even though in some ways he's more powerful than the king
0: yeah that's that's a nice little line i had it marked off too um let's see uh, i had marked off uh just it's a very um gandalf uh transitioning from Uh, being uh, kind of his role in the story back to being Gandalf himself. Um, There's a line at the very end, uh, Gandalf, when the horses come, and I think it was Gimli who says that he's never seen a horse like that. I actually don't remember who says it. Um, And Gandalf says, Nor will you again. That has shadow facts. He is chief of the mayor miras lord of horses not even theoden king of rohan has ever looked upon on a better um and it's just very it's it's almost like uh grumpy gandalf is is coming back through Mm -hmm. um his uh sort of um uh meta-narrative role uh where it's just saying like you know oh no and you won't see a greater horse uh and I write him. I'm pretty good, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's uh, mine,
1: right? Uh, other just cool details we get. We get told that uh, the Nazgul are back, and that they have some kind of flying uh, steeds, as Tolkien calls them. Mm-hmm. So um, good to know. <laughs> we hadn't yet had that confirmed before.
0: Yeah, it is. You know, this chapter does set up a a shift in the narrative for what the goals are and what the players are. So previously, our company was searching for Merry and Pippin. Mm-hmm. Now they're not. Um, Gandalf was dead. Now he's not. Um, the writers had been gone uh, previously, and now they're back, and they're stronger. Um, and... You know, so we're, it it really is like uh, kind of laying out what the uh, important players in the story are here.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think uh, the the bit about Gandalf coming back to life is interesting too, especially the way he words it, and that the other characters don't really prod him on how he words it. He just says, "Naked, I was sent back for a brief time until my task is done." that's it he's sent back he was dead and he was sent back and we're not told how that works by whom (laughs) but i like that i don't want to know i think this is a really interesting point some something greater was sent him back and you know we know as people read the book people read extra stuff uh he is sort of sent back by eru god himself essentially intervening and saying this can't happen. but it's it's neat that it goes unexplained here, and I like the sort of sense
0: of mystery of it. I like that, too. It's the sense of uh, almost um, uh, Dallas, the thing on name. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a favorite line in this chapter?
1: Yeah. Uh, I would say my favorite line is when Gimli says, I thought Fangorn was dangerous, and Gandalf says dangerous, and so am I. Very dangerous. More dangerous than anything you will ever meet, unless you are brought alive <laughs> before the seat of the Dark Lord. I don't know why that's so funny to you. It's very sure. classic
0: Gandalf, right?
1: Uh, oh, okay, yeah, sure.
0: But he's just, yeah, um, I'm more dangerous than anything that you will ever meet.
1: <laughs> uh, He's not uh, arrogant at all. No, but it's uh, you know. I mean, he keeps going and he says, "And Aragorn is dangerous, and Legolas is dangerous. You are beset with dangers, Gimli, son of Glóin, for you are dangerous yourself in your own fashion." And uh, I, I don't know. I just I like that reminder of um, kind of like the power within everybody, and, and sort of mm. this understanding that dangerous, perilous. We've talked about those with Lorien. They're not necessarily bad things. And Tolkien was, to my knowledge, one of the first modern authors to play with this idea. Even though it's actually a very old idea in stories and literature, it just wasn't being played with much in the modern, in modern literature. But Tolkien uses it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of perilous, dangerous, but not necessarily evil.
0: It's like the sea. I mean, really, no joke, that sounds like a joke, but it it's like the, the ocean or the sea and how... <clears throat> it's both, mm-hmm. you have that trope of it being revered by uh, sailors, but also something to fear.
1: Sure. Hey, speaking of the sea, Pip, what does your water watch, what do your water watch eyes think about um, uh, the message Galadriel apparently sent to Legolas where she said, beware of the sea.
0: Yeah. If thou uh, hearest <clears throat> the cry of oh, the gull you know, on shore,
1: thy heart shall then rest in the forest no more. Is there is there a water watch here? Is there something? Oh, wow, you know about? there
0: should be. I didn't catch it. Let's think. So, uh, it's clear what she's warning Legolas of is to be concerned about the goings on now, and not to be drawn away into thinking about eternity. Uh,
1: is that clear?
0: It it was to me. Do you want to read read the chapter, or do you?
1: Well you, you know problem, what do you have a problem be with safe? Let me doing me start it from spark the beginning notes
0: the <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. That seems like what she was saying.
1: Okay. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I didn't I didn't take it as any narrative significance. I thought of it purely thematically, just as a sort of, hey, um, you know, don't be uh well, let me put it this way. I, I think she's being playful with her warning. I think she knows that's going to happen, and her point is, Legolas, you're going to grow up. You're going to um sort of leave behind happiness hmm. because it does say long under tree and joy thou hast lived so on some level he's going to lose his joy somewhat but for another joy but uh, it's kind of like growing up getting out of his his home his comfort zone
0: yeah i i would have to have to reread it it's to do this now
1: all right Let's start from the beginning and do a whole yeah just
0: right from the beginning um just to get the context yeah, uh, yeah, I think
1: you need. <laughs> I think you uh, need the context. I you really like, do. If you people who take lines from this book out of context are just missing the point.
0: Oh, I'm about to do that. All right. So my favorite, out of context, they all gazed at him. His hair was white as snow in the sunshine, and gleaming white was his robe. The eyes under his deep brows were bright, piercing as rays of the sun. Power was in his hand. Beyond wonder, joy, and fear, they stood and found no words to say.
1: I see. I don't understand what that means because I don't have the context. I'm,
0: pre- I'm presenting it without context. Oh, okay. Maybe you should.
1: I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it's a meaningful line.
0: Yeah, uh, I just I, I like this description again. Gandalf. I think it just sounds great. Mm. Like that. I'm losing it. This is this is a tough chapter. I don't know if you're. It really can we're going a <laughs> crazy here. We are really at the. Uh, I'm losing it a little bit. That's so, okay. Uh, let's let's uh, let's get the rating for the title. Yeah.
1: oh I do like the chapter title uh, I don't love it I would just give it 7 out of 10 but I think it's solid because it just has a nice sound to it
0: hmm.
1: and, and just in a kind of a mysterious way whereas Treebeard was kind of mysterious I guess but it also it's not like that sounds nice it's like oh the white writer what is that you know who's who's doing this writing you know what makes I don't know it's great interesting but I mean it's also not great because it's not I mean, great should be reserved for, you know, Breaking the Fellowship, these kind of titles. This is this is good.
0: This is okay. Okay, so what do we have got coming up? In the, okay, uh... so
1: coming up is the chapter I thought we were going to do this week, and so I was really excited. Uh, hence my lack of enthusiasm <laughs> this entire episode. But next week is the King of the Golden Hall when they get to Rohan. Great chapter. Really excited. Uh, join us then.